Dave and I had this call scheduled for an hour ago. We've currently spent the last hour fucking troubleshooting this shit because first, Yikes. yeah, That's the worst. Yeah, first your Skype didn't work, and then I we both got on Google Hangouts, and that wasn't connecting for some reason. And then I was looking f- for like technology to record this thing, and I got it, and I downloaded it, and we waiting very patiently, and. I open it up and they're like, welcome to the free trial version. And I think, okay, cool. It's like, you can record up to two minutes. And I, f- I was like, motherfucker. So I have credits on Skype. I put like 10 bucks into it about a year ago. So this will, th- to get this like amazing quality where Dave sounds like he's, you know, driving with the top does down. It make, <laughs> does it make me sound, do I sound super famous? Like I couldn't be bothered to get good sounding computer technology i'm just like i'm so busy i'm on the phone yeah it does it really does like i'm calling like i'm calling into a morning zoo show (laughs) (laughs) to promote your new album yeah dude totally um hey so uh so um i i have kind of like a list of things that i was interested in talking about number one was uh james gunn i wondered if you had any thoughts about that shit He went. He went down yesterday, huh? Yeah. I just. I don't know what the shock is. I mean, he's one of those trauma boys, you know. They. He's his dead baby jokes and baby rape jokes. That's like trauma shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they knew what they were buying with him. He. What What baffles me is: has anybody seen Super? Like Super is got. It's got the same kind of rape jokes in it. It's got. Ellen Page getting her head blown off and the heroes killing people with a fucking wrench. I mean, that's kind of who he is. Isn't that the, that's the energy they bought, you know? Yeah. And the thing is too, man, the craziest shit that I saw was just the tweets from people on the, cause this was all like a very kind of cynically engineered thing by this dude, Mike Cernovich. Do you know who this guy is? Well, yeah. It, yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's the, it's the perfect definition of bad faith, right? Right. Nobody's nobody's really mad at anybody. They're just trying to win. They're trying to score points. Mm-hmm. And this guy was like, I'm going to take him down. So we're going to pretend we're really furious with James Gunn mm-hmm. for his shit from whatever it was. And I was looking at the tweets, and I, the biggest crime was that they weren't that funny. Yeah. <laughs> they were just... Uh, yeah. I mean that's, but isn't that the thing with trauma? Trauma's mm. not that funny. Either. No, it's really I mean, really his, not. his Tromeo, his Tromeo and Juliet was pretty great when I saw it. What twenty years ago? Yeah. Um, I don't know what it's like today. Um, I'm sure that it's probably embarrassing and it makes you cringe today. But that's didn't again, it have like a singing cock puppet? Yeah, I remember that. I remember. I think somebody gets attacked with a with a. Um, some sort of office supplies. Maybe I'm inflating with that with another movie. Mm-hmm. There's a there, there's a lot of energy to it. I think there was a decent car wreck. Yeah. Because up to that point, I had only seen Toxic Avenger, and then like most people, I thought Toxic Avenger was amazing when I was in high school. So I went on to the next one, uh, class in Newcomb High, and I was like, "Ooh, this is not good." And then I went on to uh, Trauma's War. And it was like, that's terrible. Right, right. (laughs) Maybe the the Toxic Avenger is the only good one. And then I stumbled onto Tromeo and Juliet and realized that there was an actual, you know, there was an auteur there. There was somebody who was 
there was somebody who was bringing something else to it instead of that just sort of junkyard movie making, which there's something to be said for that. Those are fun too. But uh, that's who that guy is. That's who James Gunn is. He's the he's a trauma guy. So he he sort of he never really got respectable, and then they threw him into Guardians of the Galaxy, and everybody thought it was going to be a lot skeevier than it was. But if you watch it, it's full of a lot of like jerking off jokes that mm-hmm. sit uneasily with the you know wholesome shenanigans. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think that yeah, kind of going back to like the Twitter stuff. The stuff that annoyed me the most was that you know you have these like bad faith tweet tweets from the from the right, then you have the crazy ass tweets from the right who like everybody to them is a pedophile, and then but then the one that got me the most, dude, it was the tweets from people on the so called left, more like you know liberal type people who were like agreeing with this. They were like, well, I hate to say it, but he's right. James Gunn's got to go. Glad he lost his job. Uh, why do we suck so bad? I don't know, dude. Why do we suck? I, I mean, and there's a lot of people who are like, ah, so, you know, look, look what you did, the left eating its tail. Um, and, you know, sometimes these fucking idiots are right. Yep. You know, just like when, the, what's his name, Alf uh, Franken went down for for that uh, for that bullshit. Um, fucking, uh, like, what what was accomplished there these guys fall on their sword for nothing and they know it's nothing and people are pretending like they're pissed mm-hmm. it's just fucking embarrassing i mean I, again who gives a fuck though in the scheme of things he that guy's billions that he made from guardians of the galaxy he'll be fine do we care if he doesn't make a third marvel monstrosity not really billions of dollars not really you know his better i kind of liked super i liked what he was saying there, which was taking a big shit on Marvel type movies. Yeah. But did you see Guardians of the Galaxy two? It was pretty insufferable. I did, yeah, it was real bad, man. Like yeah, it was just a really terrible movie. Um And it and, was and it had you could tell it was trying to do the same thing again, like the the opening sequence is a fight, but it's you know, it's a big battle told from a, a different point of view, mm-hmm. all jokey. And but it like it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing because it's still indulging in that battle. It's just doing it and it's doing it twice as long for these like kids jokes, you know, the little fucking trees running around being cute. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I didn't necessarily want to see that, but I mean, it's kid, it is kid stuff. I mean, we decided that a couple of shows ago. Yeah. Why are we upset over kid stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So we can, we can actually today, we can just put this to bed and say that like all the, the scoldy school marms who are just really, really upset when people say bad things. So, people who are like, "Oh, this so is upset. this is disgusting." I'm like, "Grow the fuck up! Just, just grow up! Grow up! Seriously, well, did like, you see, well, we don't need to police it, language. It, we don't need to get people fired for saying shit like that. Like, we don't. I read all the tweets, and like you said, the worst crime is that they're not funny. I don't give a fuck if they're about if the tweets are about like child rape. I don't care if it's funny, then I'll laugh at it. That's the bottom line because that's what humor is. Sometimes it's like really, really dark shit. You know, I mean, what I mean? it's funny. I mean, if it's funny, it's funny. That's. I mean, God forbid these people ever go back and look at what comedians have always been doing. I mean, they just <laughs> they don't they don't understand they, they don't understand what, that it's a joke. Like, do we take his tweets literally? That's that's why he's in trouble because someone thinks he wants to fuck a dead baby. Yeah. I mean, what what are you saying? That's it's just a bad faith argument. And somebody was pissed at me today, dude, or yesterday. Uh, I 
I put up that list of the um, best shark books. Ah, uh, yes, great mm-hmm. list, fantastic but in, list. But that, but then in parentheses, the best shark books that are in my house. Yeah. At this moment. Right. So, I so think about how much I've limited the genre there. Like I'm taking, I'm kind of taking a shit on top ten lists, you know, because top ten lists people pretend like these are the top ten best in this particular genre. Yeah. And of course it just means it's the top 10 that they've read. You know, yeah. they couldn't have read everything. But then again, if you want to be really cynical, it's the top 10 that they saw other people talking about. You know what I mean? Totally. Like if you want to be, if you want to be really cynical. So I thought it would be fun because shark week's coming up to like, look at the top 10 shark books that I happen to own in my house right now. And I have a bunch of shark books because, you know, I just like any, person who was a little kid you know they could have been dinosaur books but they're shark books yeah you know? yeah i do feel I like you go i feel like most kids do either go i say i was a dinosaur kid i normally i didn't really give a shit about sharks but i feel like you go one way or yeah. the other well you know a shark is the uh, last living dinosaur uh, alligators bro come on <laughs> yeah i don't think it's i don't think that's true I, um and uh, what, what, birds, right? Aren't did birds I just? Did dinosaurs? I just actually? I think I just sincerely actually your sarcastic actually, which is some next level shit. Meta actually, but what I was gonna say is I put up that fucking shark list to take a shit on lists, but also to like be excited about some cool books. And uh, somebody's like, uh, you know, what's up with the lack of diversity in your list? Oh, for are you fucking? Are you kidding me? What? <sighs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. And I, I thought they were joking, but then and I started to think about it. I'm like, okay, so you've proven you can't fucking read because the lack of diversity is in my house. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. So I guess if, we, if I had a time machine, we could go tell young Dave to be more woke back when he started buying, you know, Peter Benchley's Jaws. And, well, not 1975. I read it when I was in, you know, junior high, so 1980-something. Yeah. I didn't have, I didn't really seek anything out except whatever crossed my path. You know what I mean? Right. But that's not, but that's beside the point. The point is the genre in that moment is what is in my house. So why are you, why would I be scolded? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, it's because I think that people do this all the time. They, they see these kind of arguments going on and they, they, they put these, they wear these arguments like, like new trendy outfits. They don't actually like, apply them to the situation. You know what I mean? It's like, right. look, I'm going to go right. in, because I see a list, it's all white guys, I'm going to comment. Could, yeah, exactly. And I, I couldn't, I gave it a, a little bit of thought, chasing it down the rabbit hole. The person, near as I could tell, was um, just another, you know, another context, adverse, millennial, humorless fuck. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, just a know-nothing that just humorless has no sense of context of what's being talked about. Like when the, when the movie, uh, um, murder on the Orient express came out mm-hmm. and film Twitter, some popular reviewer said, uh, no Asians in that. And she wasn't kidding. Oh my she God. wasn't kidding. She uh, was not joking. Wow. Like, you don't know anything about the source material there. Just shut the fuck up. And they're, rushing in to, to do that shit. But anyway, oh, they're, oh, they're so, tripping so over themselves to do it because they because they are the tattletales. They they're the nerd tattletales, basically. Like they love and it. I think that's a, when, that, that's a cultural thing, though, isn't it? Because yeah. I, I 
every time I bring this up on, like on Facebook or in real life, people that are a generation below me or two generations below me, they don't understand what I'm saying. But in Generation X, one of the worst things you can do is like be a narc. Mm. And I know it doesn't really gel with some of the good things that are happening in the moment right now where we're outing all these shit bags with the Time's Up and Me Too movement. Right. That stuff's, we're, that's a great movement. It's doing a lot of good work. But it also kind of does battle with this just entrenched idea of not tattling. I can't even explain it. It's, mm-hmm. I shouldn't even say it out loud, but it, when I see people telling people... Or just Tripping over their like own the, dicks oh, to tattle. Like, they cannot wait to tattle. Oh, like, who does that? I, and I guess people do that. Like, people do it all the time. And what's my problem? Who am I protecting? You know, I, right. I have no excuse. I just, but it really is so off-putting. I think it's a generational thing. I, I think, think, I think it has, a, yeah, I think it has to do with people who were born into the internet and Twitter world. I think that it has... Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with, um, and this is super cynical, so I'm, ta- I'm taking it to new levels of cynicism here, but I, I really do think that people do it for retweets and likes. I think that it's as simple as that. I think that well, they, of course. I think yeah. they, like, they do that obnoxious, like, repeat, like, a phrase five times, like a very simple phrase, like, racism is bad, racism is bad, and they do that, like, eight times, and they end up getting 100,000 retweets. So everybody then is trying to emulate that form to get that same widespread hit of dopamine. And so basically you don't need to think through things. You don't need to maybe sit with your thoughts and like, consider like, am I wrong? Am I right? Like you have read the things that have gotten retweets before. So again, you will utilize them like tools with no real mind as to whether that's going to make the world better or not. You just, it's not doing shit. You know, like you just want to scold, you want to scold people. You want to scold people. And then they sit back and and pat themselves on the back and suck their own dick. Meanwhile, what do you, what are they doing? You know, like in real life, are they going to a surge meeting? Are they going to a standing up for racial justice meeting in their neighborhood? Are they doing anything to get out to, to get this fucking wokeness out there? Yeah. They're not doing anything except playing on the fucking computer. And I know they're playing on the computer because they respond to me to scold me like in 0.2 seconds. Right. Like, what were you doing on the computer? This is how, what a hypocrite I am. I post something, and if somebody responds within seconds, I'm like, what the fuck were you doing on the computer? Yeah. Get off the computer. <laughs> yeah, dude. How, do you, yeah. how dare you respond to me that fast? What are you doing? Are you looking at your computer right now? You're not now? a hypocrite because you've acknowledged that you're neurotic on the computer. So, I mean. I'm, I'm, pro- I'm projecting. I should write a book about it. I'm projecting. No, I don't think you're projecting here. I think that it's totally true. Well, I mean, I, I try to be as offline as I possibly can. And so from my perspective, having seen this scenario too, yeah, it was, it's just these extremely online scolds well, here, who love tattling. Here's, uh, here's the irony. I discovered, I discovered a new book written by a woman mm-hmm. about sharks, Shark Island. I haven't read it yet. Um, it's not in my house, so it couldn't be on my list. Uh-huh. But um, I did run down this book, but I, I did – I think I probably would have had trouble – Let's say in a perfect world, mm-hmm. I have I have the world's books at my disposal, and I'm making an, I'm making this huge list, not just a joke list, right? Yeah. I still think I want might have only had one woman on that list, right? <laughs> you know, what I mean? right? So, so that means I can't have the list, I guess. 
Uh, you know what I mean? Like, how long, they want to jump to the future. Isn't that the, isn't that what's happening? Like, they, they want to jump to the future where every, well, where these things are diverse naturally and there's all this. So there's this frustration. Like, why can't we, let's just ignore what, anything that's not until we get there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, and I can't because I'm going to fucking die. So mm-hmm. before I die, I want to talk about this media and I can't wait. I can't right. wait. And I, you know, sure, maybe in 20 years, there's going to be an equal number of shark books written by women that are written by men. But is it possible? I mean, this is going to be uh, very controversial. Is it possible that maybe we shouldn't expect women to like stupid shark books as much as we do? Maybe we have different interests. <laughs> like if I had, if I had a top ten book, a top ten list of. Books where little boys make motorcycle noises with their mouths. Uh-huh. And somebody's like, where's all the women writing books about little boys making motorcycle noises with their mouths? Like, maybe they don't like to do that. <laughs> maybe they're, maybe that's just something that they're not interested in. Why do you have to force it? That's hilarious. I mean, and I'm not saying that, you know, women can't be interested in sharks, because I took enough shit for saying women didn't like Led Zeppelin in the last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Which was actually that's uh, that's factually true. It's factually true. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> I'm I'm doubling down on this, dude. I'll I'll, I'll find the fucking studies, man. Uh, but yeah, anyway. So yeah, my shark list not wasn't diverse enough. Uh, so whatever. Yeah, that's so silly, man. Yeah, and it, it is it is one of those things too where I swear to God, if there was like, a, gosh, I'm trying to think of like, okay, like top ten polka albums list right and you go through there would be one dipshit who would go on there and be like hmm seems like a lot of white dudes on this list (laughs) and it's like i would have had time to think about it my response i wish i would have thought about it more but my response should have been that all the sharks in these books are very likely female i mean that's got to mean something yeah yeah a top like Led Zeppelin song list, and it's like, damn, all these are by white people. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like that—that's how—that's <laughs> how stupid that's what it's the list getting. Was. Yeah, that's what the list was. It's, is when you reduce the genre as much as I did to make a joke. Yeah. To say that it's not diverse just means you can't comprehend what you're reading. Like you didn't—you you didn't read past the first paragraph. Oh, n- nobody has any. Conceit. Nobody has any reading comprehension because they get so they get so excited. I just picture them like sitting at home and they just like they spill tea all over their their shirt because they're just like scrambling for the keyboard to point something out. <laughs> they just they can't get enough of it. It's all so pathetic, dude. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. Like I've been in a real bad mood lately. What with the you know well, then, weird space weather. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, I, yeah. Hmm. We'll probably get into a little bit more discussion of it. Uh, when we get to talk about, we're going to talk about. Um, sorry to bother you, and that's a great example of of something that is successful, not because it was saying, um, "Here, let's just take this existing thing and cram in some diversity." Right. Somebody made their. Somebody made a new thing. Yeah. yeah. Like holy shit! Somebody yeah. made a new thing. With, yeah. Of, and that and that's why I wanted to. Uh, Back it, you know. That's why I want right. to back that horse. Right. Literally, back that horse. I want to go to the theater and see it. Yeah. Because it was a new thing. It wasn't just somebody patting themselves on the back, it's like, "Oh, we took an oceans movie and we made it all women." Mm-hmm. Ta-da! 
It's like, what is your yeah. success story there? Like, Ocean's movies already kind of sucked. So, so do your own thing. So this movie is somebody that did their own thing, and I think that's kind of exciting, and I want to talk about some of that. And it's going to come across as negative, but I don't give a shit at this point. Yeah, I uh, yeah no, this is just, this is, this is the new, this is the fucking grumpiest ass. I actually, you know, I've never listened to another film podcast, so I don't know how grumpy they are on those, but... <laughs> This might I'm be one of the grumpier today. ones. Yeah. I, I was pretty grumpy after somebody was making fun of my shark list. But, yeah, I mean, it, when I say it out loud, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, What do you mean? I, I get it. it. Like, well, when I was saying we were ripping on Black, well, I was ripping on Black Panther. Like, the more I thought about Black Panther, the more I hated it. Yeah. And we, what was funny there is that that ended up being the highest grossing movie of all time. Right, right, right. It's like, so, you know, we're we're screaming to the, into the whirlwind, right? It doesn't mean it. We, and what we think means nothing. That's fine. Yeah. And so it makes no sense out loud when I'm saying, I'm saying, why is, this is my argument. Why is success being mistaken for success? Like I sound like an idiot. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, so I, right, guess, right. I guess I'm saying, I'm talking about different kinds of success, I guess. Is that what I'm doing? You know, like the, this new movie, sorry to bother you, feels like a success and Black Panther doesn't feel like a success, but Black Panther is the highest grossing movie of all time. But it's fucking garbage. Well, in a in a world in a, in a world will da- where Dave will pay to see every movie in the movie theater, how much how much a movie grosses means very very little. You know what I mean? Because to you, it's like I gave my money to all of it, and now I'm going to kind of you know evaluate what I've paid for. You know, and it's just I don't know, dude. It's like yeah. oh, a bunch of people went to go see it. It's like yeah, because. Uh, because it's really it's bad. Billion dollar, it's, it's billion dollar kid stuff. Everybody is fighting over these lucrative scraps mm. of this dead end kid genre. It's like, who fucking cares, you know? Who cares? Like, Wrinkle in Time. I mean, this is going to, this won't be a popular comment, but Wrinkle in Time was fucking horseshit. And I, I, I just didn't understand the choices being made there. Like, uh, Ava DuVernay, she did the 13th. You ever see the 13th about. Mm. Uh, no. uh, about prison, African Americans in prison, and it talks about how it's essentially a new form of slavery. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an amazing, amazing documentary. I actually teach it in my class. Um, we watch crime documentaries, and that's one that's always, always great conversations. So they take this documentarian, she gets an Academy Award nomination for the 13th, as she should have, and somebody says, hey, you want to do a giant special effects extravaganza? Oh my God, and, dude. That's and like, insane. And I, didn't, like, I didn't know that backstory. Yeah, so it's billed as the first live-action movie with a budget of $100 million directed by a woman of color, and people are uh, excited about that, and I understand that, um, but, but why are they shocked that it tanked? She, why would you think that she would be the person to helm that kind of thing? Yeah. Have you ever seen that, where they, they do side-by-side comparisons of scenes from Wrinkle in Time with Activia commercials? No. And it's impossible to tell them apart. They're, they're both... You know, it's flat as hell. Looks the whole movie looks like a TV commercial outside of the CGI crap, where there's like a giant lettuce leaf flying around. And you know, I want to root for this shit, but it's it's like, what's considered success here? Is it considered success that she got to? Okay, she, I think it is success that she got to burn through a hundred million corporate dollars. Yeah, fuck them. You got to burn through their money. That's awesome. I would agree. That is a success story with a certain amount of satisfaction, but only because. In a perverse way, I like the fact that she wasted all that money. You yeah, know what I mean? No, I get you, yeah. She wasted it all. But if you like movies, 
why are we paying attention to that that fucking horse race? Why are we paying attention to that big budget fucking battle? People are just fighting over, and they're using diversity as an excuse to fight for that fucking the, the scraps of the fucking CGI monsters. And where's the where are the um, the sorry to bother yous? You know? Yeah, yeah. And they're creep. They're, I guess they're creeping out. So maybe this whole thing works. I don't know. Well, it's because I, I mean it's because like the people who are who have now decided to to diversify, which is something that they should have done years and years and years ago. Obviously, the problem is is that the people who are making these decisions only exist in this extremely upper class world of you know Hollywood, right? So they look around, and they're like, okay, who do I have to choose from? Well, you know, Ava DuVernay won an Oscar for this, so she probably went to Oscar parties. And was able to meet the right executives who said, you know what, you'd be a great, we're looking to, to diversify, you'd be a great fit for a wrinkle in time. You know, when there's probably, I mean, this, and this is just the way everything works, there's probably a hundred thousand more better options of all genders and colors, you know, to do that. But it's just, it's because these kind of, these cynical sharks, to go back to sharks, like these cynical sharks hear something and they want to make money off of it. So they go to their their close circle, right, which is very, very limited. It's a bunch of rich people, right? And they reach out and, like, pull in the, the nearest. That's that's why Spike Lee just keeps making movies. They're like, oh, well, you know, yeah. none of these are good. Spike Lee, yeah, well, there's there's a little bit of him left in there. I mean, Spike Lee, I, I always have a soft spot for him because he made one of the few perfect films ever made. Do the Right Thing is a perfect film. There's not a lot of those, you know. Right. That's how good he was. And I just, I don't see Spike Lee making a fucking Wrinkle in Time or making a fucking Marvel movie because I feel like there's there's more integrity there. And I, like, again, who am I to say what you, projects you choose? But why does she, why did she even want to do that movie? Or maybe she loved the book as a kid. I don't, I don't fucking know. All this stuff is, I'm talking in circles because it's like, well, who am I to say what somebody should or shouldn't do in it, but it's like, and why would I say don't pay attention? Well, you're wasting your time paying attention to that shit, and then I rant about it for 15 minutes. It's like the height of hypocrisy. Maybe. But in a sick way, this is me saying I'm excited about this new movie because it was somebody, rather than having that hollow victory of saying, yay, we diversified some shit, some, we diversified a, a multi-billion dollar uh, artless behemoth. And toy, somebody toy made line, their own. yeah. yeah. And that's how you really win by making your own thing. Yeah. Now, and you I know. think, and I think that "Sorry to Bother You" is probably. I said this when it came out, and I stick to it. It's it like quickly shot up to like maybe a top five movie for me. Like it's definitely, it's, definitely, probably the number one theater going experience that I had because I went into it so fresh. Like I had zero idea what was going to happen, and I was able to. We had some. We had a theater gremlin who didn't make any noise, but just just kind of. It was a. It was an old white couple. You know how you see those old white couples who you know they just go to every movie. Like every day they go to the movie theater at about noon yeah. and they watch yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah, they walked out as soon as the white voice part started. They were like, "Fuck this <laughs> shit." Um, so we had a walk out, which was awesome. And then, you know, when the when the twist happens, it cut it. it the way that the film is able to prime you for that so that it doesn't seem like a completely out of left field thing, but it's so shocking and surprising that like you don't, it's, 
I literally like put my hands up and I was like, what the fuck? This is fucking brilliant. You know? And I have, I have, I don't know if I've done that in a movie theater ever, you know? It's yeah, it was a welcome, it was a welcome twist. Now this, the movies, I feel like there's a danger of hyping it too much because people are going to say, what the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. But there's a, what the fuck there that's ambitious. Like the movie's a mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, but to be honest, it's, it's uh it's very, it's a very ragged experience. You're watching, um, you're watching a first movie, yeah. but you know, but thank God we're watching a first movie. It we feels haven't watched so the first alive, movie dude. in the theater. When's the last time you got to see somebody's first movie in a theater? You know, yeah. we're seeing, we're seeing Brad Pitt movies on Netflix, right. made by Netflix. So here we got a chance to see a uh, first timer, um, basically just filming shit. You can, it almost feels like it's as the, it's occurring to them. <laughs> this dude, yeah, yeah. he's like a rapper, right? I, I don't know. I don't know his music, but um it's it there was just a, an energy to it but even when it was really a mess like there's some <laughs> there's some shit in there that it's like you you didn't maybe you could use another draft there guys. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but but you're moving fast you know your your first movie you're moving quick you're just getting it all up there right the fact that um uh do the right thing um spike lee's perfect movie i think that was his second film um his first one's pretty ragged mm-hmm. but it's uh but it's got that all that vibe of it's just all. It's almost like you're seeing it on the screen as it's occurring to someone. That's the miracle of it because you know movies take fucking forever to do, and it's filtered through so many other bodies mm-hmm. that if anything feels that alive, it's a miracle. Like how did how did that energy make it through that machine? Yeah. You know, the yeah. machine is. Where else is an art form being you know cultivated by? businessmen with not an artistic thought in their head mm-hmm. and somehow this this skipped through it this circumnavigated it you know and that's kind of what yeah. i live for in movies honestly you know i mean i think that when we called this podcast almost good uh people might think that we are being like we're kind of like sneering at that but the reason why we named it that was because of bellflower and how bellflower oh. is this complete <laughs> it's a that that's that movie is a mess that movie is a true, but it's what, what a what a beautiful first movie, right? But it's a beautiful first movie, and I I love beautiful messes. I love uh, not mistakes, but like just inspiration that they went for, and in retrospect was a little maybe wrong headed, but they they kept it. You know, they're just like, nope, that's what's good. It's not sloppiness necessarily. It's just being maybe, okay. Maybe with ironically. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it's it's not sloppiness, but it's being okay with the um the maybe with the first draft. You know what I mean? Being like, "No, I'm going to keep it in yeah, because well, that's, that's fucking that's, weird." No, you I think you're I think you're right. Like ironically, it's the the limitations of of a first indie movie is you can't fix it. So, right. That's but that that might be good, you know, by the time it gets through 10 other people that fix it. You know, I mean, that, that goes both ways, but fixing normally like means flattening too. Yeah. And there's a desperation there that's palpable. Yeah. Like when this, when this movie has, you know, spoiler alert, when this movie reveals that they're making these mutant half horse abominations with giant dicks, yeah. <laughs> there's the way through. It feels like, uh, nobody was there to say that was a bad idea. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, right, and uh, and it doesn't it doesn't really earn that twist, but that's the beauty of it. It's like it's just gonna say fuck it, 
Yeah. You know, we yeah. need a third we need a third act. And it's uh it's fun. I like the fact that sometimes the horses were stop motion and sometimes they were these just almost these giant sweaty man suits. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought I thought I thought you would like that actually. I was like Dave will appreciate the fact that these are not CGI <laughs> horses. Right. And that's what would have happened with a little bit more money. They would have CGI'd that shit. Yeah. But instead you've got people running around in full body horse suits. What is up with all the horse movies with us lately? We we're maybe we should play, we should go to fucking Derby and bet on some horses. Yeah, that might be what the universe is telling not... us. <laughs> but uh oh no, uh, I was yeah. gonna, I was gonna say like also like I just I love the movie's politics. I love that it was a movie that finally like just had a, a real like a message. There's a scene there towards the end. I'm gonna definitely put like a spoiler warning on the description for this one because I don't want to spoil it for people. Normally, I don't give a shit. But anyway, but there's a point towards the end of the movie where the main characters are all sitting there talking about, like, he has completely exposed the company uh, as making these monster horses, and it makes their stock price go up. And people, like, praise the the scientific genius involved in making horse people to cut down on labor costs. And uh, he says, he sits there and he says, like, how how is it that people don't care about this? And his buddy says, uh, well, you know, when you give people all of these problems and you never present them with a solution, it creates this learned helplessness. And I was like, thank you. That That's what I've been trying to say. That's what I've been trying to articulate about things like Twitter and Facebook forever. Like the Illuminati or the deep state or even just the plain old government, whatever the forces in power are right now, they love social media because it's this completely overwhelming force with no direction that allows people to exchange dopamine for expressing their hate. And it just focuses all their attention. Literally, if you, if you took away the fact that we're actually looking at images, if you just looked at it from an outsider's perspective... We are all just like ranting into these glowing boxes for hours on end, you know, and and it's yeah. and it's perfect. And it's like they will never the they will never organize. President President shitbag is the direct result of that, you know. Yep. We that's what we got. That's yep. what we got from that box. That box is like our computers took a literal shit, yeah, and it put on a long red tie. Yeah, that, that's what we got, you know. Yeah. But you know, that's, I was thinking about some some, some criticisms of the movie, um, like because I didn't want it to be a total love fest. I figured yeah. you you seemed excited, so I wanted to try right. I wanted to try to bring us back down to earth a little bit. And I think it's because like satire is tricky, mm-hmm. and I think you might have liked this the movie a little bit more than I did, even though I think this movie is essential. But I think you enjoyed it more. Yeah, and I think it. You know, I root for it because it's scrappy indie with a bunch of ideas. I just wish its targets were smaller. Mm -hmm. I think that when you have, essentially, the target is like an Amazon-typed monstrosity, right? Right. And Amazon as a target is kind of boring. Like, I didn't think it would be, but you remember The Circle? Did you see that movie, The Circle, based on the Eggers book? No. So Eggers wrote a Facebook book. um, And I remember people kind of grumbling about it. It was... uh, it felt the book felt like it was too late. So mm-hmm. then when they made a movie out of it, the Tom Hanks movie, uh, it's way too late. Um, but I still thought it might be interesting to see what uh, Dave Eggers brought to the idea of you know a Facebook takedown. And I'm and like with this one, I'm I'm always surprised that takedowns of 
big of these big targets kind of bore me. And I'm, I was hoping you could help me out. Like, why? What is it about satire that is it because I can't connect with the characters? The characters are all kind of representative. We only have one real character in this movie, and that's the main guy. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, they're just kind of, um, you know, they're they're they represent something. Mm-hmm. Like the, do you remember the girl in the elevator who's yeah. getting kind of sexed up on him? I thought this is an interesting character, and then the movie kind of forgets about her. Or his own girlfriend who's doing that like beat poetry where they're throwing uh, bloody balloons at her. Yeah, I thought this is this is interesting. I want to hear why somebody does that. The movie forgets about her because it, it because it has such a big target. It doesn't it doesn't have the feel of like the scrappy indie stuff. That I loved is like the windshield wiper fix, and he goes to get mm-hmm. gas, and he's like, you know, forty on two, and it's forty cents. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Fuck, that stuff's awesome. That stuff's awesome. But then when you're when you're attacking the you know retro futuristic version of Amazon, it's just like yeah. Then and plus when you're firmly in the realm of satire, it just it doesn't feel um, to me. I just get a little frustrated with it, and I don't. Uh-huh. That might be my own failing. I just wish that his target was his boss. You know, his target was because those the, those characters seemed like they were they were painting some broad strokes at the beginning, but I thought they were going to flesh them out. Like, like just some easy satisfying moments like his uncle that he's renting the garage from that's such a great part at the beginning where he's talking about uh, he owes his uncle this money and the uncle's like pay your fucking rent nephew you know right and then he he saves that guy's house and i thought give me a minute to savor that you know i want to see that conversation and it's already on a montage because it's got bigger fish to fry it's got mutant horses to fry yeah but i want to have that i want to have that scrappy indie moment you know where he actually does help his uncle mm-hmm. i want to i want to stick stick on his uncle a little bit but um it's it was it was moving quick you know it was leaving yeah. people in the dust so i don't know yeah, yeah. what do you think is satire is satire just uh is that just the thing is like satire is, is broad strokes and it's yeah i think it is gonna be broad strokes and I, I think that what the director was probably was trying to do i think was to add little flashes of uh color on these sort of minor characters because you know there, there's some there's some some subplots that don't really go anywhere, but I think it's just for the purpose of just like making them real people and always making some kind of minor point, you know, and then it moves on very quickly. But I liked the, uh, I don't know, dude, man, we, we might be finding out where our kind of like sensibilities sort of diverge because I like that sort of, uh, ADD, whoops, I forgot about this other thing. Now I'm looking at this thing, like idea, 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 like gimmick, gimmick, gimmick. Yeah. Colorful, colorful, colorful. Now there's mutants. Now they're fucking snorting coke, and oh, he's got a gun, and now he's now there's a wild, very... wildly uncomfortable uh, rap scene. Uh, <laughs> remember that shit? <laughs> that was, yeah, that shit was great. It's, yeah. it's uh, you know what it reminds me of? It just occurs to me. It's kind of like a Squidbillies episode. Yeah, yeah. See, and that's and that's and the I... thing. Like, I like I like that really ADHD comedic. Uh, throw everything at the wall and see what sticks thing like that to me. And you know, and you don't, you don't actually see that very much because again, when these scripts go through the different layers of development, hell they're getting smoothed out, right? There people are pointing to yeah. scenes like, you know, the, um, the, the water balloons full of blood. And they're like, why is, why is this here? This doesn't do any, this doesn't move anything forward. You know, that, might have been my fa- that was one of my favorite scenes. Cause I started to get inside her a little bit. Yeah. Like what was she about? Because yeah. she's you know she's literally just 
a, a placeholder for messages and the, with those earrings. Her earrings right. are her messages throughout the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. She doesn't say a whole lot. And they got, you know, going back to Marvel, they, they landed a pretty big actress. Like, she's pretty hot right now. Yeah. She's in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they... They got her, and I thought this character is gonna. And you know, she's doing the the flipping around the sign. And, and she works. And she sign. and the the gag that I loved about that so much was that I think she worked at a sign store. So she was a sign twirler <laughs> for a sign store. I'm like that that fucking rules. Yeah, that was sweet. And I it's it's definitely time for. I'd like to see a whole movie about sign twirlers. Yeah. You know, like that. Uh, you ever see the parking lot movie? No. You dude, you'd love that. The way you like. Just watching static shit and people uh, just doing jobs. Is it called, the, is it called, called the, the Parking Lot Movie? Yes, it's called okay. The Parking Lot Movie, and you need to watch it immediately because it's about just these guys who work in a fucking booth in a parking lot and all of the things that they see and do. Oh, that owns. It's so good. It's so good. And it make, that's what I kind of wanted to see. So I, I wanted more of the sign flipping in the sign store, but this again, the movie's the movie is so small, but it's too. Its ideas are too big. You know, it's, it, it's mm-hmm. got to leave that stuff in the dust. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like uh, maybe it's capitalism as a target. Doesn't broadly, yeah, that's what I would say. Lame, makes kind of lame cinema, like uh, like Repo Man. Repo Man is a movie that I adore. Right, mm-hmm. it's probably my top ten movies of all time. But it has that kind of dead end subplot about the preacher that the. Dude's Otto's parents give all their money to that preacher, and then there's all the generic foods everywhere, and it's just kind of window dressing. Yeah. Where and so it doesn't take too much air out of things because the the movie is right there in the car with those guys, and that's why that movie is amazing. Mm-hmm. But that other shit, that other shit where it's just this big target of capitalism, and that stuff kind of bores me. Like, um, you ever see the sequel to Gross Point Blank? I had that. no idea there was a sequel to Gross Point Blank. because uh, because it, it's so ill advised, dude. Yeah, it's uh, it's a great it's a great movie. The original. I love Gross Point Blank. The sequel is this broad satire. It's called War Incorporated or War Inc. And it stars uh, Cusack basically as the you know how he talked about in his life before going overseas and being an assassin. Mm-hmm. He's doing he's doing that and he's like. Ju- He's an arms dealer or something, and he's juggling conversations with Dan Aykroyd, who p- plays like a general sitting on a toilet. Hmm. It's all that really broad humor, and it's kind of cheap. And it's like, what were they fucking thinking with this one? They, yeah. they, they yeah. want to do that, right? So it's like a spiritual sequel, um, but it's a it was a bad move, and it's got that same that same kind of broad strokes. Like satire is, is tough, and I don't know if it's because. The lack of like maybe I wanted wanted more jokes. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really laugh out out at this movie. Right. Like sat, satire without jokes is that a, is that a problem? Well, you know, when I think about it, I think most most satires are that way for me too. Like I don't think I've ever laughed at The Office. You know, I I don't I don't think that movie had a genuine laugh for me the whole time. But I think I actually I kind of want to go back just a little bit to what you're talking about with like subplots that kind of don't go anywhere. So. When you, when you mean that, it's like, do you do you want those subplots to, like, wrap up in a certain way? Do you want it to tie into the main narrative somehow? Like, what what is it about that that kind of sticks in your craw? Whoops. Sorry, I just dropped my, my coaster. It doesn't... I'm probably overstating it. Otherwise, 
we wouldn't have anything to talk about except to say, sure, we love this new movie. You're playing devil's but advocate I, I right did, now. I get it. I get it. I know you don't really hate being, this fucking brilliant, awesome, amazing movie that everybody should see. Are you, are you saying? Are you saying I'm making a bad faith argument? I feel Is like you're trying to tell me. I feel like it might be, but you know what? I'm cool with it because I, res- I respect you for it. <laughs> I don't know. I just I wish there were more jokes in that movie a little sure. uh, maybe, and yeah. I wish I knew the people. I got to know the people a little bit more. I will give you that. It's, admit- it's not a funny movie. It's not funny. And that's you would not expect that it, mm. if you look at the ads for it. They got the, the ads. They got the Spike Lee block letters and colors. It looks like a Spike Lee joint, right? Yeah. And Spike Spike Lee movies are fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, at least you know the, the first his first half of his career. Mm-hmm. And uh, but there's also serious shit in there. But there's some f- like quotable funny lines. And I think it might be my expectations of that satire should be funny um, are misguided because uh, I was actually talking about this with Amy. And she's like, why does satire have to be funny? And I said, well, I thought it was by definition supposed to have jokes. But the more I started thinking about it, like, maybe it doesn't. You know, maybe, because what this movie reminds me of is, um, it's kind of like, it's not the satire with the, the very famous satire, Dr. Strangelove, okay? Mm -hmm. But that's got jokes. Yeah, yeah. Bert. I would say Birdman satire. I didn't laugh at that, but I really like that movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, yeah, no, I don't. Th- I don't think that these movies necessarily like have to be funny. I mean, it, it's it's more one of those like it, you can have. Think of, sorry, I was, I'm working this out in real time. No, go, go for it. <laughs> no, keep going. Jokeless, jokeless satire. American Psychos. That's that's satire, right? Yep. And that's that. That's not a. That's not a jokey movie. No, there's nothing has, funny about that movie. But it has the same. Does it have the same kind of satisfaction? It's got big targets, you know, capitalism. It's got those big targets. So what is is that? What I'm averse to, Team America satire. But that's that, hilarious. That's, that's fucking funny. Yeah, that, that's one of the funny. Dude, you movies. know what it is? Okay, wait. I I think I know what it is. This. It's kind of like, this is about the whitest comparison I'm going to make. Go for <laughs> this it. This is kind of like Monty, kind of like Monty Python. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, or at least, or Terry Gilliam. It, I think it's, it's like Brazil. Yeah. Brazil was definitely, that satire through and through big targets, no jokes, but satisfying in the same kind of ways. Actually, I think uh, this Bra- had, Brazil is a, Brazil is a very, very good comparison. Actually, this movie is a lot like Brazil. I think it might be. Yeah, I think it. I think that might be it. I think that. I mean, because I want to compare it to like Hollywood Shuffle, mm-hmm. and uh, and um, like uh, Putney Swope. Mm-hmm. That's probably the most obvious comparison. Um, but it feels like Brazil to me right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I will. Say, I, they had it, I will say that I I personally did laugh pretty decently. But it's not a super funny movie, but I feel like there were laughs there. I just. Now that you mentioned it, I can't really remember them. You know, like the stuff that sticks out to me is the, the inventive shit and like certain images and you know like the characters and their like mannerisms and things like that. But I, I can't really think of any particular jokes. You know, it's kind of got a. There, there might be a British sensibility there, like that grotesque humor that Monty Python has, mm-hmm. but with those with those broad strokes. 
it feels um i'm gonna fucking double down on this i'm gonna say that this is a that <laughs> the hot new movie by the up-and-coming black filmmaker is a very british experience <laughs> <laughs> no i like, can see that much yeah. like Bra- much like brazil yeah, no, I think I feel like that's fair. I mean, it's it's kind of in, like there was somebody who uh, I, I think commented on my thing as soon as I, I my fa- my thing my Facebook feed as soon as it came out, and he's like, "How does it stack up against Get Out?" And I'm like, "Are you comparing these two movies because they're both made by black people?" Because well, to sorry be, to bother to you, fair, isn't even, like, but it's not even it's, it's, it's not even like marketed as being close to horror right yeah like to, i don't want to stick up for the whoever this idiot was but to be fair the guy the stars he was in get out he was the guy with sure. the little he was the guy with the little pork pie hat at the party sure um who was so when the new, when, when, the new when the new mission impossible comes out they're like how does it compare to eyes wide shut i'm just curious <laughs> Yeah. Right. But now the guy, he did have try on his white voice and get out. Now that I think about it, he was the guy at the party that they'd already brainwashed into being white. Yeah. But it's not, but to say like what, that it's the new get out. That's, that's really doing it a disservice because people that go to see this thinking they're going to get, get out are going to be very unhappy. They are. Yeah. And it's, and this movie is so much better than get out too. If we were to actually like, be comparing them, like it's not even close. I would say if you, if we wanted to steer the right people towards this movie, if you like Brazil, you'll love this movie. Yeah, totally. Yeah. If you love, if you like Get Out, all bets are off. You still might like it. Yeah. But but I wouldn't buy into any of that hype. But I think they were billing it as the next Get Out. I think one of those reviewers made a connection, a very. Uh, dubious connection between them just to try to capitalize on it there's um, something the about the these movies longer. there's something about these movies that's very similar and i can't i can't put my finger on it i just i don't know what it is <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, what else man. this movie is this movie's like a dr octagon song yeah i could see that because he's because he's like one of the first satirical rappers right him or the uh what's his band um cool keith uh ultra ultra mag yeah ultra magnetic mcs that mm-hmm. they were a little more straightforward but dr octagon that's definitely some satire going on there it yeah, feels sure. like a an octagon song personified like half shark alligator half man yeah 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 for sure yeah no i could definitely see that no i like i like the way that's put yeah but um I say, uh, wait, do we have other stuff to talk about? Because we're, we're, we're at 50 right now, and um, I'm actually feeling like that we could have our very first episode that actually comes in at under an hour. Like we Let's do it. Do. We're going to do it under an hour. Let yeah. me ask you this last question about it. All right. What do you think about the, the white voice thing? Did that? Do you think that really worked? Because uh, it, I'm not sure, but I think that that was the selling point, and mm-hmm. I think it's one of the least interesting things in the movie. Oh, I think it's I think it's uh, actually really I think it was a really cool gimmick. Definitely outstayed its welcome by the by the end of it. It was like when the um, eye patch man comes and speaks to him in his regular speaking voice. I was like, oh, thank God. But like, I did like the fact that their lips they didn't even try to like make their lips fit with the white voice. You know, like it's like coming from a different place. I uh, yeah. I think- I think if you have to do if you do a white voice, you have to kind of enunciate it a little more. Like their mouths, that guy with the lead, he's such a he's got that low key, most deaf kind of thing going. Uh-huh. So to have a white voice coming out of him, you couldn't sync that up if you wanted to. 
Because no. you have to kind of you know your mouth has to get big mm-hmm. to do to be to do Tobias Funke. That's who the voice was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Pat Pat Oswalt was the other voice. Uh-huh. Like you got to kind of open it up, and I don't think uh, their faces. Yeah, do that. yeah, but I think yeah, I think you're getting hung up on some. I think like th- there's that Simpsons gif of like that's the joke, you know? Like I think that that's yeah. <laughs> that was that was intentional. So. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, man, but, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, it's kind of, uh, it's like food, right? Like, it's like people who like spaghetti sauce and people who don't, they'll give the exact same reasons for it. It's like, it tastes like tomatoes, and I hate tomatoes. It's like, I love that it tastes like tomatoes, because I love tomatoes. But uh, (laughs) that's probably the absolute best analogy that's ever been made on this show or any other show, dude. The spaghetti metaphor. I'm I'm coining that. I like it. I'm feeling it. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, are we actually we're going to get this in under an hour, our yeah. rantiest episode yet with all these technology issues. Well, yeah, I mean we we ranted a lot at the beginning, but like thankfully when you when you kind of when we like the movie, there's less to talk about, unfortunately. But um, I'm glad we got to talk about that's this why, one. Yeah. That's why I had to drag some of those uh, questions out in the sun there. Otherwise, yeah. we would just said it's pretty sweet. Yeah. What exactly. about Facebook sucked, right, bro? <laughs> I like those though. I, I hope that I hope that people like those too because I, I think that there's, I think that most smart people uh, get like a super headache as soon as they go on social media, and it's just like you know I'll go on Facebook man and I'll look at my feed and there's a lot of people out there who God bless them they're just gigantic dummies you know they're just going through life, not trying to hurt anybody but they're just they're just gigantic dummies you know. And and I don't I don't fault them for it. Who I I don't fault the dummies. I don't fault the people who like eat crayons or you know just really really love mainstream normie stuff. Like go love what you love. What I can't stand is just like the cynical tattletale scolds who are never incorrect in their current opinion. I just can't stand those That's people. The the worst thing is that they're almost always right about what they're talking about. They're like yeah. they almost always agree with them. But I just fucking hate them. <laughs> yeah, well, it's I like I hate them. It's because I can't because it. because I feel like there's a sixth sense that some people have and other people don't. You and I have it, like for sure. Oh, I got a just, I got a bullshit detector, dude. A fraud detector. Most of our fucking most of our fucking, calibrated. Dude. Most of our texts and private messages are just screenshots of things that people have said, and we send it to each other like. <laughs> What do you think, dude? This seems a little... And it's those stories where it's like, you know, I was walking down the street and a man yelled out, hey, baby. And I turned to him and I said, shut your damn mouth. And it's like, did that really happen? Is that what happened? That sounds, that sounds really... There was a, who was that one woman who like every week she seemed to have a new like eight paragraph story about like encountering oh, a racist or you know and it's it's her, people like her it's people who do like i can't believe my 4 year old said that you know why is the mr trump such a bad man for this country you know it's like these people who pretend that their right. kid says shit anyway i think that some people dude honestly these just these beautiful blissful kind gentle Steinbeckian giants just bumbling through life, <laughs> enjoying things that they see on Facebook. I think that these these kind souls, they just believe this bullshit. And they'll be like, I can't believe that happened to you. And it's like, you have got to, I, I'm pretty fucking gullible, but you have got to be like the most gullible son of a bitch if you believe some of the shit that you I think it's because we're, we get so 
I think we got used to the fact that you couldn't believe anything that was coming from the right. Like, that's just, it's all those, uh, you know, those stories about, like, the guy who stood up in class, and the teacher said there was no God, and the kids stood up in class oh, to prove yeah. there was. Right, so, right. So those, those stories, I think it started there. Yeah. Like, the right started with all that fucking bullshit. And I think this is, like, the natural uh, reaction to it. Yeah. Is eventually, it became, it became a genre. So, you, the, in real life, you don't have a story as perfectly tied up as, is those bullshit stories that get you know literally hundreds of thousands of re of shares and likes mm-hmm. so they had to so the encounter had to be perfect so i have no doubt that these encounters happened and that somebody is you know cat called or harassed of course um but but the exchange is bullshit you know because it it, it falls into that genre of it has to tell a, a story to get that to get that extra boost mm-hmm. and i think that uh it's doing a lot of disservice to the actual Dude. experience, which is horribly banal. Yeah. And just an idiotic, horrible thing. And, like, why does it have to be so there cinematic? Was, there was it? one that, like, the, there was this video that this woman took today. And, dude, it was fucking hilarious. This guy pulls up and he says, hey, baby, how's it going? What's your name? And she says, my name is STD. And the guy goes, that's funny because my, my name is the cure. <laughs> That's yeah, that's the, those those fucking those YouTube videos where it says a social experiment, and then yeah. they try to pick up some woman, and she's like, "Oh, that's your car," yeah. and then all these guys share it, and they're like, "See, women are terrible." Uh-huh. Like, where's your bullshit detector, man? Yeah, it's all fucking fake. That's why I was so excited when there was an actual video going around, because, mm-hmm. like I said, my bullshit detector is pretty accurate, and I knew it was real immediately. The one where the guy uh, slaps the waitress's ass and she just throws him down. Yeah, normally those videos are bullshit, but. This one was clearly real. Like it was, and, and it was. I commented on somebody's post. I'm like, finally, a, a real video. Yeah. And I know that probably came across not as I intended, but it's like all those other fucking bullshit. Like the the guy sticking up for his girlfriend and he doing like tenth level kung fu shit. Mm-hmm. Like, do you guys don't understand that that didn't happen? Or that one that was shared where it says Marine beats up uh, or Marine takes out the Taekwondo master. It's like you guys don't know that that's the scene from Never Back Down, you fucking idiots. Right. You've been sharing a scene that was filmed from like a cell phone on the set of Never Back Down. Right. And because people's bullshit detectors don't work. So I was very excited that that waitress fucked that brat boy up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, by all indications, seems to be a real, a real video. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it is, it is so hard to explain to people. It's like... Most of the right is full of just complete, absolute, disgusting morons, you know. But that, so does, know, that doesn't mean this. so. We turned our attention mean, to the left. Yeah, that doesn't mean that I don't have enough hate in my heart left for all you fucking morons on the left too. I mean, but like exactly, dude. I've said I've said it the other day. I can hate so many things simultaneously. <laughs> I've got no problem with that. We can I'm focus so on more than one thing at a, at a time. It's like, no, you you can't. But we can definitely hate everything all at the same time. But, and, and it's, it's because we're placing our own. You know, we're trying to like, we're trying to make them not fall for that shit. Like, don't well because the world would be hate. the the world would be a better place if people uh, had better bullshit detectors. Frankly, you know what I mean. On the left and on the right, like if people just. Yeah 
took as their position, that's probably not true. And then like you had to convince me rather than everything that I see is true because it fits my personal narrative. And then I'm going to go out and find things to fit. It's a, it's a micro expression of a huge macro problem. So actually we're not petty, dude. We're just trying to change the world. They got to be cynical, dude. Like the best one was, I think I sent you that Twitter one where the woman was quoting her son and she said, my, it was like my five-year-old son. It might've been three. My three-year-old son came to me today and he said, mom, Wolves die, we all die, but words, words never die. Yeah, <laughs> and and like, luckily, other people's bullshit detectors were going off and saying, "Oh, it was glorious." Yeah, totally didn't say that. And other people started to post what their three-year-olds were saying. Yeah. It was all this complex shit. Yeah, no, it was uh, like, like the top what? comment on that was "fuck off." He did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> and what drives somebody to do that? You know what? And it's that, that dopamine, you know, they want the clicks. They, they're like, I'm going to craft the perfect tweet mm-hmm. about what my kids said. It's like, well, think about it this way. Imagine think about being this that way. kid. Imagine... Wouldn't you grow up hating your mother for doing that? You look yeah, back see, like, what was your high point, Mom? Well, I got 23,000 likes on Twitter when I lied about what you said. See, because I, like, I, oh, I, <laughs> I could see a kid, like, at one point in the day saying – People die, right? And the mom is like, yeah, yep, he- that's true. And then, like, okay, let's say, like, two hours later, he says, wolves die. And then his mom's like, yeah, that's true, too. And then, like, a few hours later, he's o- he opens up a book, and he sees these letters, these things that are not living to begin with. He says, but those don't die. And the mom, like, her face lights up, and she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I could see I'll that happening. Rich. I could see that happening. Maybe. I think but- you give – I was with you till the. I was with you to the end. I never get past the, the punchline with yeah. the words never die. Yeah. Because she's a writer, right? right. She was an right. author. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but people do like that shit all the time. I mean, no, dude, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I mean, she's 100% full of shit. But I'm saying that, like – there are instances, not that particular one, but there are instances where I could see like there's a shape of something real that happened, but then it's like the, it's always writers, dude. Like that instinct to embellish and like make it better right. comes in, and it almost always has the opposite effect. You know, like because where is the post? Yeah. Where's the post where it's like, you know, yeah, some guy at the at the fucking bowling alley was talking shit to me. So and he said he kept saying the n word. So I went over to him and I was like, Mister. You better listen up. And then he just punched me in my fucking face and I got knocked the fuck out. Like, where are those stories? Those stories are interesting too. Know. You know, like yeah. like the complete yeah. failure stories where it's like, because I, I like would to, actually, I, I like would, to think I, I post respect. those. I, I would, like to think that's my Facebook feed is, a, is just a fucking, uh, just a biography of failures. And that's, <laughs> and it's brutally honest stuff. Like, I, I put it all out in those posts. Yeah. And the twist of my posts are almost always the thing didn't happen. Right. in an interesting way and that's what's interesting yeah the thing did not go down that way well because i would like i would if somebody posted something like that where it's just like hey i confronted this guy in a maga hat and he beat the living shit out of me i would be like dude number one i believe you because nobody would lie about well they would lie about getting like jumped right like five guys jumped me you know but if he was just like hey <laughs> i confronted this dude he knocked me the fuck out i'd be like you know what I'm glad that you confronted that guy. Like, kudos to you. Dude, and like, clearly you're honest. So, like, you're a good dude. But yeah. there's one where it's like, you fucking sucker punch. Like, everybody has to always, like, protect. Uh, even women have to protect, like, their masculinity almost in these posts. You know? Like, they're, the fact that they won whatever encounter they, you know. Well, they have to, yeah, it has to be a triumph. It has to be a triumph. Like, this will be the last story I'll tell. But real quick, 
it's a perfect version of this story. This happens. To, this happened to me in real life. It's a perfect um, example of this. So I was driving down the road back in my hometown, and uh, there was a fire truck. Or there was, I'm sorry, there was a pickup truck with one of the fucking uh, volunteer firemen fire truck bars on it. Oh, the yeah. lights were going, and he was he was riding my ass, honking his horn, trying to get by. And this is in Millbury, Ohio, so it's like one lane. He couldn't get by me. He's, he was making his truck lurch, like, get out of my way, get out of my way. I'm like, God damn it. So I finally move over, and the guy goes past me. And I thought, I'm going to follow him. I'm mm-hmm. going to follow this fucking guy. So I follow him, and he goes maybe a mile tops, and he pulls into the fire hall, which is mm-hmm. like a couple blocks away from my dad's house. He pulls in, he gets out of his truck, and he walks normal speed up to the where a couple guys are milling around, and they're like drinking coffee or drinking something out of mugs. And I thought, you motherfucker, you know, and I thought, mm-hmm. what would be the perfect thing to say right now? So I pulled in and I, and I rolled down the window. I'm like, hey, man, where's the fire? And the guy looks at me and he goes, why don't you get out of your fucking car? And I said, nope. Yeah. <laughs> I just drove up <laughs> and I backed up in my little fucking Ford Mustang and took off. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, I think that's a perfect example because like it could, that's the, the, the story that would have been embellished to be this big like you know, why did you do this back there? And, you know, but he got the last word and I'm sure his version of the story, I looked pretty stupid. Yeah. But, you know, I, I assessed the situation. Right. And I hadn't thought past. It was like uh, the the fucking Joker in that, He's like, I chase, uh, I'm, I'm like a dog chasing cars. I don't know what I would have done if I got a hold of one. Well, it's like, it's like, it's kind of, it's kind of like with, uh, and that reminds me just of like bullies are really, really annoying. Like El Paso has a lot of like dudes with, trucks that have huge tires and like truck nuts and they get right up on your ass and they like cut around you and they cut you off and like the the dudes when they get out are just you know like jacked and they'll fucking just do they do whatever they want you know what i mean they walk through life doing whatever they want because they're like what you would call an alpha dude right and i'm sure that when they run across like another alpha dude there's this sort of mutual respect where he's not they're not going to do it to each other but they see a guy like they see a guy like me fought to the death by law, aren't they required to fight to the death? Well, that that would be awesome. But the thing is, dude, is like at the end of the day, like the people who ride my ass, I wish in my fantasy world that I could like just tear them apart, like that I would could follow them to their homes and that they'd get out and they'd be some meek little dude who's like smaller than me and I would just beat the living shit out of them. But in truth, it just doesn't go down that way. It almost never, because the people, the kind of people who act that way, who act super aggro, are typically that way because they're they're bullies and they know that they can that they'll at the end of the day like if it comes down to it they can rip your head off so right that's, and that's, and that's why I'm getting armed. jacked, bro. That's why I'm fucking working out, dude, <laughs> so that I can beat people up who who are who you know least, do slightly well, rude things to me in in public, you know. Well, you should see if you would have grown up in Generation X, you wouldn't have lost sight of the lost art of stalking, yeah. where like you just said. There's a, there's a lot to be said for just following people. If somebody did something to like, you know, make you feel embarrassed that you should have said something back in that moment, Mm -hmm. what you could do, what I would do back then is I would follow them for like a week Mm -hmm. and I would never, I've never do anything, but Mm -hmm. I would have the satisfaction of, I, I didn't quite have a manila envelope with every movement in it, you know, Mm -hmm. but I would sit outside their house and I would think, you know, I know everything about you. And I'm starting to I'm starting not to be angry anymore, and I feel like the if the internet, you know, the internet jumps too quickly to that confrontation. I feel like 
if without the internet, we still would have, you know, been following each. I, am I making any sense? Yeah, kind of. I don't think. I think you shouldn't work out so much to confront these dudes. I think you should just stalk them a little bit. Okay. See what they're up to. Yeah. So like, you know, when they're at home watching TV, watch it with them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just right over the right over their shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> right walk, outside that window. Just walk into like, yeah. Just go in there, watch TV with them, like make them suck the barrel of your gun. You know, like just all all sorts of normal, no, no, all no. sorts of normal stuff. No, no, no. <laughs> Stalking is all you need. Just the stalk. <laughs> I'm to, I'm and that's our good. episode, folks. Go see. Sorry to bother you. Go see that movie. It's do, real do, good. Do, do, do. All right. <laughs>